Hello, and welcome to Automating Success Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Langton. I'm a serial entrepreneur and president of Langton Group, working towards uniting the landscaping industry and helping everyone to not only survive, but thrive during the upcoming automation revolution. Our goal with this show is to inspire all of our listeners to incorporate automation into their business and maximize the associated benefit for your business and employees by sharing experiences, insights, and amazing interviews with the best thought leaders in the industry. We will also be chronicling the growth of mine and Julia's newest automation-focused startup venture, Automated Outdoor Solutions. Now let's get the show started. On this day we become legendary, everything we dreamed of. I'm like the fly Malcolm X, buy any jeans necessary. Detroit red cleaned up. From the streets of the league, from an eighth to a key, but you graduate when you make it up out of the streets. Hello, automating success uh, guests and followers. Today, I have Joel Northrup with me from Deep Lawn. He's the CEO of that company. I had the pleasure of meeting him at the GIE show in Kentucky this year, and we instantly hit it off. Um, First, I have to say I was humbled when you said you you heard the show and you, you listened to the podcast. So that was great. Um, I love to have guests on that actually are through, you know, inspired by the show. And I'm really inspired by what you're doing because I think it's a great plug-in uh, for the industry and it will really help people automate their success. But no one will explain it better than you will, Joel. So why don't you tell us about, you know, who you are and how you got into this and what your company does. Yeah, thank you, Joe. Um, first of all, it's an honor to be on the show. I've been listening to it for, I mean, you've been around for, I think, two years now, right? You've been. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Years. So I've listened to quite a few of the episodes. Um, so yeah, it's an honor to finally be on here. But yeah, I used to, I grew up and I'm building a lawn care company. Me and my brother, actually in high school through college, we had a small lawn care company. Uh, initially, it was supposed to just be a way for us to make money and save up for college because we didn't want to get into any debt. Um, like most of the, most of the kids these days. Wow. Um, yeah. but we, You're an outlier already. Yeah. I never wanted to get into a hundred thousand dollars worth of debt and be, you know, be subservient to the banks, you know? So, so we started off with that and we built up our lawn care business, but the whole time I've always wanted to be into tech. Um, and through college, uh, I got a technical degree, a CS degree. And a couple of years ago, then I worked for a big corporation, I worked for Samsung for a while. And a couple of years ago, decided to build out the tech uh, for what is DeepLawn. And DeepLawn is an automated lawn measurement tool. Um, so it solves, solves a lot of problems, but really it helps, essentially just helps lawn care companies make more money. So we have tools that lawn care companies can put on their websites and it allows them to sell their services online in less than a second. As we all know, homeowners and the, the public is very used to instant gratification. They love Amazon, uh, Uber, um, eBay, all these companies. And what DeepLawn does, it allows just a typical lawn care company to be able to, um, to sell their services online in less than a minute just in a few seconds and allows homeowners to sign up. So that, and then we also have other tools um, for automated measurements. So a uh, contractor can search a property, get an automated measurement and send out a quote, you know, in just a few seconds. 
So yeah, it really solves a problem that me and my brother, when we ran our company, um, we always wanted to solve. Being able to scale is very difficult historically. Um, historically, you'd have salesmen show up to a property, um, you know, measure the lawn with an old wheel. I'm sure you <laughs> you remember those back in the day. Um, yep. And we used to do that. We had a salesman for the longest time that would actually do that. We had a couple salesmen at our company. And it's just very costly. It's hard to scale. So our tool really helps helps companies scale quickly and efficiently and then meets a big demand. A lot of homeowners want to be able to sign up right away. Um, but yeah, that's that's the company I've been. But I've been in lawn care. I'm a young guy. And ever since probably I was 12 years old, uh, I've had a little business and been in lawn care since probably 2009. Um, so I have a good, pretty good understanding of, you know, the industry and what, uh, what we always wanted, you know, when we ran the company. Yeah. So, uh, great, great introduction. So I'm going to dive into a couple of those things as, as I see it as, uh, uh, I wouldn't call myself an old guy yet, but we'll say, we'll say the middle-aged guy here. I, you know, I, I, uh, I, you know, when I saw your booth, I see the measurement uh, section and I'm like, okay, you know, I've got an app and I can measure stuff and, you know, but, but what I saw after you gave me the demo, so I can explain to the, to the, to the audience is was, there was so much more. Um, not only does it quickly measure um, first, it, it sets the, the stage of, you know, you're an industry disruptor, you're a differentiator. Um, it, it's quick, easy, and it allows the customer to map their own yard so they get a feeling of what's actually getting done. Second thing is it does is it layers on different services. The one thing that I saw when you gave the demo, and you can elaborate on uh, once I'm done saying this, what, what made you realize this was a, a key uh, ingredient for your success is, you know, aerations, fertilizations. It, it, it's, it's allowing people to pick all of these add-on services, and it's, it's putting all of that into the customer's hands and just letting them click through on the site. And what it's also doing is in a part of the industry that's that's uh, traditionally been very low margin, it is hard to pay a salesperson to go out and do that estimating when a lot of times you're probably hitting a minimum anyways. But the customer wants to know somebody's measuring their yard. So I, I found it, it it's very interesting how you put all this together. So So what inspired you to put it all together that way? Yeah, I think people people want to have control. I think I'm I've been a fan of I'm a fan of a lot of businesses and I've really studied a lot of businesses. And I think if you look at like companies like Uber, um, what makes them great is you feel like you're in control because you see that car coming towards you. You see the route, you see the car coming towards you. It feels like you have some sort of control. And that's why we have the visual aspect of the lawn all mapped out which I think is very important. The homeowner feels like they're in control. They can see exactly where they want their lawn mowed or fertilized or aerated to. If, if they own the adjoining property, they can extend the boundary. Um, or if they just want the front lawn, they can move the, they can move the boundary um, or you know, the mapped out polygon of the lawn. They can adjust it and um, they're only paying for what they actually want done. So I think that's important and then um, we saw that with homeowners would call us because we primarily, when we owned a lawn care company, me and my brother, uh, we primarily just did residential 
And for most homeowners, you know, they want to be able to see a picture of their lawn mapped out. They want to see what's going to be done and what is, you know, and after the fact, they want to see what's done. Um, and then they also want to see the different services. So we try to make it very simple so that a contractor can add all their services. If you're a, if you're just a mowing company, you can just have mowing on there. But if you do a whole suite like aeration and um, overseeding and fertilization, you can add those on there as well. And then there's a, a customized quote for each of those services, depending on the square foot of the property. Um, yeah. Did that answer your question? Yeah, I know. Totally. Well, and, and I mean, I, I got to tell you, and I'm, I'm sure when you started doing this, you were not like, oh yeah, this is going to plug right into to automatic robotic lawn mowing. But I mean, I've got to tell you, for anybody that follows me and you're getting into automation, um, this is just the next step. You know, I mean, at, at the end of the day, uh, if you can automate the quote, if you can automate the service, if you can figure, you know, if you can automate the billing, this this is truly uh, the industry's dream for uh, basically you know, driving uh, volume, you know, figure out how to build your funnel, then figure out how to take, like you said, put the customer in control, let them measure their property. When they like the price, they hit accept and, and boom, you're, you're, you're out there, whether you're cutting grass uh, manually or robotically, you've got a book customer. So I, yeah, I think you're really onto something. So, so you, you said you went and got a degree. So, uh, you know, in computer science, right? So uh, you said CS, I'm assuming, right? That That's your, what was your degree? Yeah, I got a, a computer science and statistics degree. Okay. And so, actually a Russian degree as well, but I usually don't uh, tell many people about that. Uh, oh, wait, what was the other degree? A Russian, no, I got a Russian studies degree. Oh, really? Yeah, th yeah, that was like the, but wait, there's more part, part of the, the whole thing. But yeah, so, yeah. so, okay. So, so you put, so, so, you know, you, 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 cause I feel like we're, we are aligned in a lot of things, you know, so you're out there, you're, you're doing it all manually and you're, you're, you're sitting here uh, daydreaming of a better way. You know, you want to be in the tech space. You go to school to be in tech, you're in school and you're doing the mowing. So you're not in debt. So, so, so now you go to school and, and then, you know, I, I'm just wondering, without you sharing too much of your secrets, you know, how, how you guys decide to put this stuff together, you know, um, you know, just kind of give people a basic understanding of how it's going to work. Like for me, I've got some questions I want to lead you to. Like I was wondering, well, if there's tree cover, how does it figure this out? You know, how, how does it know where these are at? So kind of give a little bit of an overview for doubters in the system, how your system actually works. And I'm here to tell you guys it works. I, I witnessed it. So. Yeah, well, yeah, like I said, originally, you know, when we first started, we were, we really hit, hit it hard. I, I think at, at the peak, we had, we had like eight employees, um, nothing like your company size, but um, it was successful. And we had one, one and a half, depending on the time of year, salesmen out there um, early on. And then, then as we adopted, we got like service autopilot. Uh, we used Real Green for a few years, both great, great software companies. They have, they have measurement tools to manually measure. So towards the end of, I think around 2016, uh, 2015, we started trying to manually measure online. So our office lady would answer, answer the phone and, and then she would search a property within the software and then she would manually measure, measure the property and get back with her or back with the client. Um, so we, we ended up doing that and we still saw that um, it's difficult to be able to sell service right over the phone like that. Um, it still takes a couple minutes to manually measure and, and then you have to, you know, refer to your price sheet, 
we had this huge spreadsheet we had right next to our office of all of our prices broken down per square footage. Every thousand square feet, you know, um, range, we had different pricing. And she'd have to look through that and then give a price. Uh, so that, that actually helped and that helped us scale because uh, our margins were pretty low for lawn care. Um, we'd only really tried to go out to a property for landscape installs. So our landscaping division, I, I would usually most of the time personally go out or my brother and give a quote for landscaping. Um, but yeah, we, it's still, though, I saw that with, with the way tech is going, there's, there's so many good tools out there and so much good research that could be used um, in, in the lawn care space. So, so I went to school, um, got the CS degree, and then um, did a senior project that was part of, I kind of did like an MVP for this product. And then, um, you know, since then I've been working on it. And realize, you know, there's a lot of good satellite data. So we pull from, you know, many different sources of satellite data and we're able to automatically map it out with AI. So just like Tesla, I mean, Tesla has, you know, Tesla has a huge facility down here in Austin and they're actually working on their your AI and um, their battery packs down here. But they're very close to being, you know, having fully autonomous um, cars. And that that is considerably more complex than mapping out grass you know from satellite so so yeah so 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 are you ever going to start i mean obviously you know i'm in the, in the snow industry also so you know couldn't can you essentially do the same thing for hard surfaces paved surfaces could you be selling this to roofing companies to be able to see a roof of a building and measure square footage is there any thoughts into that or is that a whole different challenge no, we yeah, absolutely. We have a product coming out. Uh, we have it slated for January 1st. And unfortunately, that's a little late for up north where you guys are. You're probably already going to have snow. In fact, have you already had snow yet? It, it already did snow. Yeah, we we had okay. our first snow uh, last week. Yeah. So it's all gone now, but it, it did snow. Yeah. It looked that's impressive. Why I, moved down to I grew up in Iowa, in eastern Iowa. So, you know, very similar climate to Chicago. But that's partly why I moved down to Austin. I want to get away from the snow. But yeah, yeah, we we do plan uh, either like January first or February first to launch a product within our suite of tools for snow removal companies. So yeah, that so I mean that's amazing. I mean, like I said, I mean it, it, even if what you're doing helps the estimators to be able to balance, you know, like like you said earlier when you actually have to go out to the project and kind of screen out the serious people from the not serious people. You know, if somebody puts in the measurement themselves and the price is too high, there's no time wasted. You know, it just, they, they don't accept or, and it's done. So, you know, I look at the, you know, the reality is there's a lot of uh, wasted time for estimators to go out to a project that maybe there's only two two or 3% margin in any way, sometimes uh, you've basically saved a lot of people all that time. So you, you said you're in Iowa. So, so this is a, a good time for us to uh, maybe, maybe go back to, you know, when you were 12 years old, cutting grass and doing the stuff you were doing. So that started in Iowa, but tell me a little about your family, your upbringing. I think you said you're doing this with your brother. So, so g- give me a little background on the family then. Yeah, I have a pretty amazing, I'm blessed uh, to have a very amazing family. Uh, I'm actually the oldest of nine kids. Holy <laughs> cow! I'm the oldest, so so I'm the oldest of five. Um, yep. But uh, yeah, nine—that's yep. pretty amazing. Yep. 
So. Yeah, and to me, to me growing up, everybody else would be like, "Man, you have a huge family." Uh, but I, I never thought we were that big, honestly. Yeah, it feels you know you know everybody so closely. It just feels like you have a small family. But yeah, yeah oldest of nine, um, in a small town outside of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, Eastern Iowa, like two hundred thousand people. Um, good, great, um, great you know community, uh, great place to grow up, except for the awful winters. And there's not much to do in Iowa, so especially in the winter. Uh, so I was big into wrestling. Um, I was a big wrestler, which, as you probably know, in, in the Midwest is a big sport. During the yeah. So you, I wrestled myself for a little while also. I was uh, so, so what weight class did you wrestle? Well, freshman year of high school, I wrestled 103 pounds. I was just a little You're guy. You're a little guy, yeah. yeah. And then... And I, I slowly got a little bigger every year. I think um, sophomore year, I was 113. Uh, junior year, I was 132. And then a senior year, 145. Um, okay. And, the, you know, and then I wrestled, actually wrestled at the University of Iowa. So I was a collegiate athlete. Oh, wow. Impressive. Yeah, that, that's pretty good to take wrestling into college. So I, I, I only, I did it for a short period of time. I was heavyweight. And uh, when I wrestled, there was no cap, you know, so I, uh, I was 240 pounds my sophomore year of high school. And I, I remember wrestling this guy from Olean that was 275 pounds, six foot six. I mean, basically this guy was like how I look now as a man, you know, and yeah. uh, just gave me a real whooping. You know, I mean, for real, just got my ass kicked, but, but I was a much better football player than a wrestler, but, but I did do it. So I, it's, I've always said it was the hardest three minutes of my life. Like anybody that wrestles, you have no one to blame for your successful, maybe your sparring partner in practice, but, uh, or to, to thank for it, you know, but, but at the end of the day, it's a gut check time when you're out on that mat. So, uh, I know you've got a real, uh, deep, basically work ethic and in, in core. So it doesn't surprise me you're successful, you know? Yeah. And that, if you can wrestle, you can do a lot of things in life. I think at a high, you know, yeah. one at a high level, tell your audience, I didn't expect like, over, I've watched, you know, quite a few of these interviews that you've done and listened to you, but I didn't expect you to tower over me in person. In real life, you're like, I don't know, are you like six foot six or six foot five, something like that. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm six four. Maybe the boots I was wearing that day made me look six five, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm six four. I'm, uh, yeah, I, most people actually, when they meet me in person, they don't expect me to be as big a dude as I am, I guess. But, but yeah, yeah. Good. that's a good height for football for sure. Wrestling, oh, yeah. you, know, you know, you want a shorter, it's more of a shorter sport. And I'm not, I'm not a short guy, but mostly it's shorter guys wrestling. No, well, it's actually, and people listening are like, what the hell are we talking about wrestling so long for? But yeah, you know, go, going back to that, you know, the guy that, that I went up against was, was six, seven. So what's kind of funny looking back on it is I used my height to my advantage wrestling heavyweight because uh, I would do so we call it a treetop, but single leg shoot, you know, single leg shoot, pull, pull the ankle up to the hip. And I could usually drop a shorter guy because my hips are a lot higher than, than their hip height. So it would be an easy takedown for me, but I kind of, it turned into my one, you know, I turned into a one trick pony. So I end up having to go up against this uh, six, seven guy. And literally I, I tried to pull his leg up and, and get it over the top of my hip. And, uh, 
Yeah, it just wasn't happening. So, you know, it is what it is, right? You look back on it and you're like, well, everybody's got to get their ass kicked every now and then. But, you know, it is what it is. So, and that's a huge, that's a huge part of growth. You have to, you really have to love getting your butt kicked. You know, you have to embrace losing, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's how it works. You know, you're not always winning. I mean, the, uh, you know, it's funny that we're, we're talking about sports right now because I, I always say like, I can't, it's always amazing to me how many uh, successful entrepreneurs that I talk to or interview. And we always end up finding that we have that like sport, like background in common, no, no matter which sport it is. Um, I mean, you, you learn so much about yourself, so much about working with the team. Um so yeah, I, I just think it's it's interesting. So so college, so college. Uh, so where'd you go to? Where'd you say you went to college? And where'd you wrestle? Uh, what college? University of Iowa. Awesome. So so how did that how did that go for you then? I mean, do you, do you miss it? Yeah. No, no, I know. Growing up or in college, I would hear from our uh, even professors would tell me, "Guys, this is the best time of your life. Enjoy it." To me. Um, I was always sit back, wait a minute, no, (laughs) that can't be, that can't be the case. And over, overall, I was not a big fan of college. I learned a lot of good stuff. Um, you know, wrestling was fun. It it was a full-time sport, but to me, um, to me, college for many people is just a four-year party or, or they try to, they treat it as, you know, insurance, an insurance policy. Um, so I, I, if I were to go back, I probably wouldn't. Uh, I don't know. I, I don't want to take away. I don't have any regret, regrets in life at all. I, tr- I live, you know, for the most part without regret because the past is the past. The past is prologue. But um, college, there's so many better ways. To, uh, most of what I've learned is uh, I've learned on my own, to be honest. Yeah, so, so Joel, I mean, literally talking to you, I, uh, you know, it's like I've got all, all these research questions and it's like you know it all goes around the around your business but i kind of like the direction we're going because uh you know for for someone your age you're you're wise beyond your years i mean you know there's a couple things you said that uh resonate you know i i see this all the time um you know people go to college they party themselves out of it it's just a total waste of their time and the, the reality of it is if you're living life right um every day is your best day. I mean, for me, like every day I'm, I'm constantly, I'm, I'm constantly accumulating relationships, um, knowledge. And, uh, so, so to me, you know, yesterday was great, but today's better, you know, just doing this podcast with you makes my day and my life better. Cause I'm learning about you, uh, you know, see a young, excited, uh, uh, you know, guy that's going to grow the industry, you know? So, so yeah, I think what you said was great and it's really inspiring. I mean, it inspires me and I hope it inspires a lot of people that are listening to this, you know? Yeah, no, I can't take, I made some incredible relationships in college. Um, I still work with some of the people, um, that I went to college with and some of my best friends, but, um, you know, for the most part, you have to take control of your life and learn on your own and every day. Yeah. It's a great book. If uh, a great book that I always like return to, I don't know if your um, your listeners have listened or read this book, but it's by Scott Adams and it's called um, how to lose at almost everything and still win big. 
it's a great book and I, I suggest it to everybody. Good recommendation. That that's awesome. So so let's talk about other people on your team then. Um right now as you're growing this. So I mean you're CEO. What what's what's the uh background of the company uh that you're leading now at Deep Lawn look like? Yeah, so we have we have six full-time employees now and we're a remote company because we kind of we kind of launched right as COVID was kind of causing problems. Uh, so we just decided, you know, right away, let's just be remote, which I think, um, I think is for a software company is, can definitely work. You know, for a service company that, that doesn't work as well. But uh, the team is all over the US. Uh, we have one of my main guys, Rick is in Southern Florida uh, between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Um, another one of my employees is in LA area. Um, I'm in Texas, my brother, uh, is actually up in Eastern Iowa still. And, and then I have a few developers here in Texas helping out. So, so, so you're, but it's just your brother that's in the business with you. you, you oh, said as your brother. Is, is, is your, you said your brother's up in, in Texas or I mean in, in uh, Iowa still. So is he part of the business or is he just working for the business? Yeah, he's part. Yeah, he's part of it. Yeah, that's I assumed. I just wanted to clarify. So yeah, we have because my brother's part of uh part of my businesses also. So um so yeah, a couple interesting things. Uh now are they there strategically so they can see people or that's just where they are, that's where they always lived anyways. Um you know, because you've seemed to have people kind of all over and 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 what I would say the landscaping hotspots would be because those are my target markets right now. So yeah, no, primarily just you know, those are relationships I've been, these people have been in my life. We've worked on projects for years together on various things. I actually, be, I actually, a couple of years ago, I had a robotics company, a small robotics company. And that didn't, that did not turn out the way I wanted it to. So I ended up selling, selling that. But a lot of these people I met around then, um, the, and, you know, I've just maintained relationships. And when I started Deep Lawn, I was like, Hey, you want to be part of this? And, uh, I think the, the core team of any business is very important. It's like, who, who do you marry for a bit? You know, it's just like um, who you decide to marry as a spouse, who, who the key people are on your team as a software company or any, co any company early on, I think set the stage for the whole future, you know, and what's going to happen down the road. So I'm well, blessed to have I, a, really, a really good team. I couldn't agree with that statement more. I, and it's crazy because when you're, when you're building and, scaling a company you actually spend the majority of your time with those people so you better like them because <laughs> you're going to be around them all the time you know um so tell me a little about the robotic company that didn't work out just because i didn't really know about that and and you know you said you said yourself sometimes things that don't work out fuel other things so you know i've seen your product now i think it's great where you're at but what what type of robotic were you what robotics were you into yeah, so I started a company, Lawn Robotics, um, what was it, three three or so years ago. I was still running the lawn care company, and okay. I, you know, I wanted to I wanted to really automate and, you know, doing a lot of what you're doing, honestly. We were, actually, our company was a uh, Husqvarna automower dealer for a while in Eastern. No kidding. All right, so this is going to yeah. be fun to talk about. Let's dive into yeah. this a little bit. So yeah. we wanted, we we wanted to build essentially we wanted to kind of do what sky robotics is doing 
Um, and you, you had the, I, that was a great episode, by the way. So anybody that's listening, if you haven't listened to that, um, the CEO or the, the COO, uh, co-founder of Skies was on here. Um, we wanted to build, but not a mower. We wanted to build essentially what Sky did, but for um, lawn spraying equipment and lawn spreading equipment. So we wanted to build like an all-electric um, Z, Z spray, essentially. And we wanted that, that equipment to track what is sprayed on a property um, and also track what is spread um, and so that all that data is in the, in the cloud. Gotcha. So, so you stopped working on it or you just sold what you had that you were working on and let somebody else take it from there then we built we built a a small mvp we built out a lot of the embedded software and um hardware for that and i just was not in a place um i was graduating college at the time i was running Uh a lawn care company and i wasn't in a place to really seek the seek the funds we had, we were considering raising you know a couple million dollars but we decided not to and you know who knows someday i might actually pursue that again but for now yeah. for now uh we wanted to you know shift gears a little bit so yeah so so first of all i think it's it's smart kind of what you did so there's so there's there's something i'm very passionate about building also uh i'll probably end up talking to you about it off show, but, um, the, but, but the reality of it is, you know, uh, serving the market for what we have right now, right? Like, like, so here, the, the market is is growing. Uh, you can't find enough people. You can't find enough estimators to be in this industry. you you have a solution for that. Um, you know, same thing with me. I'm using, you know, going back to you saying you were doing Husqvarna. Like I get people telling me all the time, like, oh, there's got to be better ways and they don't stripe and they don't do this and that. But, but the reality of it is people just want their grass cut. The only people that care about striping lawns are guys like you or I that have been doing it since we were 12 years old. Most consumers really don't care. So, so, you know, you, you take, you take what the industry gives you. That's always been my thing. I, a guy like myself, I take what the industry is giving me one day. If you make that robotic, uh, fertilizer or a uh, uh, machine, I'm going to want to carry it at AOS. <laughs> so, you know, and we'll all already have had the relationship. So, you know, it's one of the things I like to urge people to do right now. Um, and I'm just taking this opportunity to do what the show is about is, is to find your path of least resistance, get into the industry, automate the industry, become profitable in the industry because it'll just be easier to to raise your capital later on because yeah. you'll be known in the industry you know so I, I think the path you decided to take was brilliant it was genius and uh, i commend you for it so Thanks, yeah. yeah so um uh and if you want any help getting those husqvarna's running again out there with your lawn care company i'm your guy so you know if you have any questions but the um so you know, what aspect of, of being an entrepreneur do you probably love the most? You know, because, you know, is it is it the fact that you can kind of make your own roadmap? Is it leading people like, you know? That's a good question. Uh, I would say, I would say primarily, I like to move at a warp speed. So... I, I like having a, a, you know, a small team that moves at my speed. You know, we're all working together towards a goal. We can, you know, there's nobody um, that we can blame except ourselves. So I like 
carrying the blame and and I'm very um, I'm I'm all for taking good risks too. So I have a good tolerance for risk. Um, I worked at you know I worked at Samsung as a machine learning engineer for a couple of years, and it you're you're just not you're kind of all the bureaucratic uh, molasses that you're stuck in. You kind of have to move slow. There's so many hoops and barriers, but when you when you have a small company, you can just move at warp speed, build out new products, uh, and meet a good demand, and, and it's really rewarding to me. Yeah, it's a great great answer. Yeah, I think um, I I smiled when you said you like to move at warp speed because I think that uh, you know that's that's the thing about being an entrepreneur. You've got to you have to. I wonder if you ever notice like when you're leading your team that you might move at warp speed, but you can't sometimes you can't pull those people at warp speed, you know? So, so how do you, did you identify that earlier? Or are you still in the process of identifying that, you know, to, to make sure your team is happy with your warp speed uh, tendencies? Yeah. I mean, nobody, nobody quite on my team works as quite as fast as I do, but, but I've been blessed with a great team and they're, they, they're all, we're all mission focused. We have a, a, a singular mission um, and desire for the company together. And I don't know, it's just a good, it's good as a leader to sense when maybe people are pushing it too much and just let back. So occasionally I'll just tell people, you know, on the team, Hey, let's take, let's take this weekend and Monday off. Let's just relax. Yeah. And then we a hard Tuesday. So, so, so what are your scaling plans, right? So your team is six right now, you know, what, what is your, uh, uh, kind of strategy to, to really scale this thing up and get as many people using deep lawn as possible. Yeah. Um, the plan, the plan is to get in every market, uh, companies, lawn care companies and landscape companies using our software. So putting our widget, our e-commerce tools on their website, we believe that lawn care companies, if they want to exist in five years, need to embrace technology and tools like what we have. So yeah, the goal is to get in every market all over the country, release, we're going to be releasing the snow removal tool. And it's, you know, in the near future, um, I believe most companies are going to be using a software tool like ours to, for automated measurements and also on their website to sell their services. So yeah, that's the plan. Expand that market and, um, you know, make it easy, easy for those companies to scale and grow. And so are you going to do that with increased salespeople? Are you going to do that with a referral program? Like what is, you know, what is your, uh, your way to replicate, you know, to get that word out? Cause of course there's a lot of people to be able to see, you know, so I, I'm just, just curious, you know? Yeah, no, it's going to be like direct. We're going to go directly, uh, email call. We're going to use, use online. Uh, we're going to use a search engine optimization, we're going to hopefully partner. We're also partnering with a few CRM companies. So we're looking to partner with a few software companies like, like maybe Service Autopilot, maybe Real Green, some of those. Um, a few companies are in the works. I can't talk about it yet. Yeah. Um, I, don't, 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 don't share your secrets at all. Nope. Partner, but really partner with those because we, we're a sales tool and our tool is meant to help lawn care companies grow. But we don't want to be a CRM, a customer relationship management software for all these companies. Huh. We want to work with these other companies and hopefully both win, um, you know, have good relationships with them. And hopefully they'll tell their folks about us. We'll tell our folks about them. 
and uh, grow that. And then also, you know, directly reach out to lawn care companies in every market. Um, the lawn care companies that we're targeting are ones that have existing websites that have, you know, somewhat of a good online presence in a market. Uh-huh. Those are, you know, our customers. Somebody who doesn't currently have a website, they might not, it might not be a good, a good fit. Although, you know, we have great estimating tools, but if they're not, if they don't have a website, it's very likely they don't have, you know, they're not at the scale. Um, you know, they might not be our ideal client. So, so do you mind going over, I mean, I, I kind of went over it a little bit, but uh, A, your pricing structure, so people understand what, what this would cost them if they did it, because I want to get the word out for you. And B, kind of take us through verbally, you know, if somebody was doing a measure, if you were a customer, you know, you measure your yard and kind of how it all populates out and then how the landscaper gets their pricing in, you know, so these are all the things that maybe you can hit on for people to understand. So I guess we'll start with uh, somebody signs on to, you know, Langton Group's website right now and they start to measure their lawn. What are the things that populate? Yeah, so if, if a potential customer went on your website, there would be our tool. Um, you could embed a search bar on your website that, with a button that says check your lawn. So the homeowner or the customer would search their address, then they would click the button, um, then there'd be a loading screen, and within a few seconds, there will be the mapped out property. So it'll show all the grass areas of that property all mapped out, and then it'll show the square footage of the lawn. If that looks good, um, the potential customer can click next and view all your pricing. So you as the contractor can decide what pricing you want to put on your website. Um, and then, you know, depending on the time of year, you might have different services. So you can, you know, decide what you want to put on there. Um, but they can see if you're, mow- if you're a mowing company, they can see all of your mowing pricing, um, whether it's a package or whether you have just a one-time mowing fee or whatever, however you want to price it. Um, aeration, fertilization, whatever you want to put on there. Now, if, if you're trying, you're not able to, you know, a few things you're not able to probably sell on our software, you're not going to be able to sell a patio, uh, patio install that you're going to have to meet in person for that. But for most maintenance, uh, related lawn care services, you can put that on there. So yeah, directly within the software on your website, they can choose what they're interested in and they can actually just pay and sign up there right on your website. So how does the landscaper uh, or professional put in their pricing then to your structure? So do they have to call somebody from your team or is it a template they add? So how does that work for them on their end? Yeah, this is, this is one thing that we feel like we've, we're really helping the software industry for lawn care. Um, I, I know from firsthand experience, a lot of the software packages and companies out there, now they're great companies. Uh, we use Service Autopilot. We use Real Green. We use both of those uh, when we ran our company before I sold it years ago. But w- one of the downsides to their software is it takes probably six months plus to really learn how to use the software. So once once you sign up for their software, one of these software companies, you're stuck. And usually, usually there's so many barriers you never want to you never want to leave. So our software, though, we've, we've really put a lot of effort into making it intuitive and easy to sign up. So somebody, you know, creates an account on deeplon.com. Um, they have a checklist they have to go through. 
So the first one, they fill out their company information. They put their company logo on there. The second, they choose their service area, which is very important. Um, Because if somebody in Austin, Texas is searching on your website for lawn mowing or fertilization in Chicago, you don't want that, that address to show up. So it's very important that you set your, define your service area. You can draw in, you know, in as granular detail as possible where you cover. And then, and then you, know, you can create services. So within there, within our software, it's very simple to create a service, add a description, and then you can set ranges. Um, so if you charge by the square footage, you can set a range. Um, you can set a minimum price. Uh, if you have a minimum like we did, Every time you go out, it's a minimum of $50 or whatever. Um, you can set that minimum and then you can, you can do a per thousand square foot price or you can set ranges. You know, zero to 5,000 square feet is $55 per mower. 5,001 square feet to 6,000 square feet is $65. And you can do that um, all the way up to infinity. Awesome. And, and so basically, and so like when I look at this with, with my robotic mowing, I, I could basically then tell you every acre and a quarter that gets measured is X. So like what I, you know, I mean, you know, the Husqvarna ones now. So like, you know, if we're going to talk through that, you know, does your system have the ability to say, okay, if somebody measures out a third of an acre, let's say it's a commercial property that a commercial customer measures, or it's my people, third of an acre property, well, that one needs uh, 315X and uh, three quarters of an acre area and a property. I can do that with a 430. And then when I have multiple acres, let's say I've got 15 acres all together, um, you know, then then obviously that it's just a square footage spreadsheet calculation, right? That's kind of how that would work then for a guy like me. Yeah, yeah I think I think for your application, what will probably will help you uh, calculate and generate the boundary because you're putting in the boundary wire. So it's important to probably know there's certain properties that might need, you know, a longer boundary. So, so you could, yeah, that could all be tied in and um, yeah, easily, instantly you could figure out and let the homeowner know this is, you know, this is the type of mower you need and this is how much it's going to cost to uh, install. And then whatever the monthly fee is that you guys charge. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so, so, so totally amazing. So then how do you guys, how do you guys get paid? You know, so do you have packages based on measure? Do you do per measure? How does, how does that go right now for people wondering? Yeah, we, we want to make it really cost, uh, not, we don't want to make it cost prohibitive. So we, we have different pricing tiers, but it starts off at $40 a month. That $40 uh, gives you 40 free searches a month. Now, and the search is a measurement. So within our system, you, you know, search a property, the generated measurement comes up. Um, so you get 40 free searches with that first tier at $40 a month. And then, um, you know, subsequent tiers, the price per measurement goes down. So if you're doing, if you're doing a huge volume a month, um, let's say you're doing a thousand searches a month, then the price goes down to about 50 cents per search. So it's almost like pay per click. It's just pay per measure. You know, you've got your, you got your basic, basic price. And uh, what, what I think is amazing about this, even when we're talking about pay-per-click, and I don't know if you guys have looked into this or talked to it, but it's going to drive web traffic. It's going to drive traffic to the website, just the fact that the people can go and measure there. So it's almost yeah. like free SEO in a way, isn't it? Right? Because you're going to have driven traffic and Google's going to see it. 
Yeah, I, I mean that. I mean, web's web presence is probably one of the most important things that a, a small business owner or a lawn care business owner, landscape business owner should really spend time on. Um, we back in the day, we were one of the first that you that actually did paid AdWords in Eastern Iowa, and that drove a tremendous amount of money, or you know, in sales to our company. Now, yeah. now most of the big guys are doing it, but if you're not as a lawn care business owner, if you're not putting time into making sure your website shows up on the first page of Google, then you're going to get left behind. Yeah. Well, and I just, and I just think like, this is the next step to it, you know? So it's like, uh, you know, I had Husqvarna in town a couple uh, a month ago and they couldn't believe that like AOS comes up before Husqvarna around here, mm -hmm. but it's because I'm paying to drive the traffic, you know? Um, but what's amazing is, when it does come up to be able to have a system like yours on, on a website like mine, now it's not just a page to browse. It's yeah. literally a page to spend time on from the consumer. The consumer's there. They can put in their yard. It's an interactive site instead of just a shopping, like browsing site. So, I oh, mean, I, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Uh, there was a recent study actually, um, that 80% of customers in the lawn care industry in the U.S. choose the company that gives them the first estimate. So if you think about that, that's profound. you got to make that really, as a lawn care business owner, you have to figure out how are you going to convert that lead or that web page visitor to a client. And if you yes. don't do it quick, um, they're going somebody else. They're going to go with one of the giant companies in your area or one of the multi multinational firms. Yeah. Yeah, no, like I said, I mean, you know, th there's a reason like I said when and to for people to understand listening. You know, I'm a GIE and I'm seeing all these, you know, all these people trying to manufacture robotic mowers now and and you know, not again nothing against any of those people, but you know, everybody now is trying to make another robot, you know. So in in 5 to 10 years it's just going to be like zero turns. There's going to be 20 of them to choose from it's just going to be what color machine do you like better and that's what you're going to run right but but when i saw your booth i thought wow you know they're really on to something because you can you can get a quote out quickly um there's going to be a huge shift in this industry for the people like myself that are doing this robotically and automatically and that same consumer that i want to attract is going to also want to automatically get an estimate. Like, like, like the person that wants a robot in their yard or is okay with the robot in their yard is likely the person that doesn't care if they talk to a person or not. They just want to know how much it's going to cost. They want to know it quickly because they have zero patience to deal with any bullshit, you know, and, and that, that's what it is. And that, that's what you're doing, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. All of the, all of the people that, because we were a dealer for Husqvarna years ago, all the people that are buying those Husqvarna mowers, they're, they own Teslas or they're looking at buying a, an electric car. They're all into high tech. They have those uh, ring devices that, you know, they have cameras on their property. These are people that are used to, you know, used to high tech. So, yeah. yeah they're just going to go online and, and, and or they're, they're ordering on Amazon. You know, yeah. that, that, that's, the, that's the person. They, they're not going to the grocery store, you know. So, so the... Um, so, I mean, you know, usually I ask people if they, 
you know, how they're going to keep building on the platform. But I, I actually think this is the type of platform where you can just stay hyper-focused, right? Stay hyper-focused on measurement. There's really not that much you have to build onto it. Am I, am I right in, in your thought on that? Or are there some things up your sleeve that you think you can build this out even more? Yeah, no, I think our, our data is very valuable as we, as we eventually offer driveway footprints, sidewalk footprint data uh, within our software. I think that, and then, you know, just giving our, you know, making sure that every lawn care company is aware of us and the ones that want to scale um, can easily use it. So, so with, with, with the way your AI works, I mean, so, so correct me if I'm wrong on this. Okay. So, Let's say a customer does a measure through my company, but they don't say yes. And then somebody types in that same address someplace else. Are you, you know, all this data, every time somebody does a measure, does it actually make your measurement process go faster and faster? Because once, once you've got the data, I'm just assuming this, right? This is not my area of expertise, but I would assume the more measurements that start to come through your system, the faster the measurements become, correct? Or oh, is that not the case? Yeah, yeah, we're we're always improving the speed of our our software. So yeah, speed, and then also yeah, the same property gets measured. It's already in our database, and it's immediate. So there's there's no there's no um, machine learning model that needs to go through that. Now, we do um, occasionally, like every six months, we'll go through and update the data. So if somebody put a pool or they put a big patio in the back lawn or they did an addition to the house um, that would affect like the square footage of the lawn and the, the area of the grass. So we go through and we'll update that, but we just launched, we just launched a few, you know, a few weeks ago. So. Well, really? That, yeah. yeah. That was just... I mean, the, our, so our company, we've been beta testing for six months with 10 companies around the U S um, so we really were able to work out a lot of the kinks. We were able to kind of address some of the issues or some of the things the lawn care company suggested to us to make their life easier. And then uh, at the GIE Expo, we kind of had a soft launch. So. Well, Joel, I'm even more impressed now knowing that because I would not have thought you just launched your company at the GIE Expo. So, so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm telling you, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm really impressed with what you guys are doing. And, uh, I, I, I think that, uh, you're going to, you're, we have, I can tell we have the same passions, right? Cause like the whole reason I have this podcast is to help this industry. And I, and I can just feel like when I talked to you, when I was at the show, like, like, you know, you, you really can see that you're going to help our industry and, uh, you know, people like you are, are the people that need to get embraced by the industry, you know? So, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, Besides, besides this, you know, you wrestled, like, like, what do you do? You know, we're getting to that point in the show where, you know, what, what do you do to kick back when you're not working or when you're daydreaming about, about what you're going to do to keep growing your business? You know, what, what are the things you like to do uh, for fun? You know? Well, I, well, as you can see from behind me, um, I like to read a lot. So I, I, I've yeah, read I, I do that a lot of my spare time. I love traveling. Um, I haven't done too much traveling outside of the U.S. when since COVID, just because of a lot of the lockdowns and I haven't been able to. Um, but hopefully, yeah, hopefully get back to that. I've probably I've probably driven though this year alone. I've gone on quite a few road trips and visited parts of the country. Probably driven over ten thousand miles. 
just this year. Holy cow. So uh, where are your favorite places that you have visited or places on your bucket list that you want to visit? Oh, this year or are you just in general? Whenever you can, you know, like, like what are you itching to go see right now? You know, I love, I love the Mediterranean. Um, So, so I've spent some time in um, Southern France, Italy, along the, the, uh, the Italian Riviera. I spent time in Greece and Israel all those are just amazing countries. I also, I speak a little bit of Russian. So I've, I've been in Russia. Um, I, spent, I actually spent, I lived there for four months, years back. But um, I love Russia. So I want to visit Russia again, actually. So. Oh, yeah, you're very well traveled. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoy traveling myself. I actually just came back from Puerto Rico. Um, it's kind of... I don't know. I'm, I'm interested, you know, now knowing that you like to travel, it's, it's kind of one of my, uh, my whys or my reasons to, to make what I'm doing national, you know, because I, I know I'm so grounded and like tethered to my career that if I go, if I go grow markets, I'll see the country, you know, that that's, uh, you know, are you kind of that same type of person? Yeah, no, I love to, I always use an excuse to visit a customer or uh, visit, <laughs> yeah. you know, for a little trip. I love, I love traveling. Especially, yeah. I think every American, every American should do a great American West road trip. My family, every, every summer, uh, my dad and mom would throw us in the van, our huge family, and we drive out West and visit Utah and go on all the hikes, um, Utah, Nevada, Colorado. And I think every, every American should do that. And yeah. I, I try to do it every year, every, you know. Yeah. Oh, great, great, great advice. So, um, yeah. So, I mean, to round it out, you know, is there any, uh, you know, I always ask people like what, what they want their legacy to be, you know, with, with what they're working on right now. So like what, you know, I know you're a pretty young guy. This is not going to be the last thing you're doing. So for deep lawn, you know, what do you want people to kind of remember or know the whole reason you, you came up with this for, uh, you know, like, like, what do you want to be remembered for? Yeah, I guess I don't, I haven't really thought much about that, but I do, I do, I do think deep lawn um, and the software that we built is, is going to really dramatically change lawn care as we know it in the next five years, whether, whether companies are using, you know, um, whether they're able to sell from their website, I think is a very important question. And if they don't have that, they might not exist. Or they're going to get bought out by True Green or um, you know Brightview and some of these giant co- companies. So, or like companies like uh, GreenPow um, are going to you know. And Brian, that was a great that was a great interview last week with him. But companies yeah, he was like a great that, guest. otherwise they're going to own the whole market. So I think it's very important for lawn care companies um, to embrace this tech. And I think I think if you look five years ahead. I think every lawn care company is either going to use um, software like we that Deep Lawn's built, or uh, or something like it in the future, or it's going to be difficult, you know, difficult to be around. Yeah. Well, Joel, it was great having you on the show. I uh, I, I think that it flowed so good. I don't really have any other questions. That you you kind of I think you you represented your company well. Your team should okay. be proud of you and uh i was proud to have you on the show i i really appreciate it and we're going to be talking a lot more in the future i can tell awesome well joe yeah. thank you this was awesome a pleasure yeah thanks joe
Thank you so much for joining us today. I want to invite you to check out AutomatingSuccessShow.com where you can watch each episode's best business automation and growth strategies and download Joe's 11 keys to automating your business for maximum growth. Please follow us on Instagram at Automating Success Show for more helpful automating business tips, tricks, and silly memes on maximizing growth and productivity. If you felt any benefit from this show, please let us know by leaving an iTunes review, sharing this episode on social media, and emailing a link to anyone you think would also find benefit. From the moments of pain, look how far we came. Hate is saying you changed. Now you doing your thing. Good morning.